We're back. Oh, I want to say I'm sorry for the delay in the podcast. We had a little issue. Jack Trades was feeling a little down and out. I was down and out. But we are back and we are going to continue to try to give you episodes every Friday. Minisodes every Wednesday. And this episode is my friend Sheet Cake. uh, My buddy Jordan from college. Uh, This is the first time that Jordan and I ever talked about him having a stutter. Uh, I never brought it up in the 10 years that we've known each other. I figured if it was something he wanted to talk about, he would talk about. But I've always thought that Jordan was an incredible human being and that he had a great sense of humor and was able to make people feel comfortable uh, when they didn't feel comfortable. Or he would just make you feel even more awkward. Uh, He's a great guy. A disclaimer this for all the Canadians listening. I make a lot of jokes about Canada. Uh, It's part of our repertoire. It's what me and Jordan do. So before you start emailing me and telling me how horrible I am for being anti-Canadian, it's not true. I just don't understand why you would put gravy on fries when you could put cheese and bacon on it. So that's that's my thing. Uh, Let's get to Jordan. All right, we're back, Jack Trades Character Collector. Uh, Today's guest is, I can proudly say, is a friend of mine. Uh, We will call him at first Sheet Cake. Uh, We will get to the story of why he's called Sheet Cake, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy for you guys to imagine. But I've known Sheet Cake for almost 10 years. We we used to work together, and uh, we had a really fun relationship at work. We had a great relationship outside of work, but... Most times, I'm going to have to disclaimer this, most times when we get together, we are giggle monsters. Uh, We feed off of each other, and we can make each other laugh, and uh, that's good in some circumstances, but I don't think we got a lot of work done sometimes because of of it. Um, His real name is Jordan, and and Jordan has uh, uh, graciously come onto the show, and we're going to discuss something about Jordan that I have never asked about in the 10 years that we have been together, but also a fascinating life, because Jordan wasn't uh, born in the United States. He was born Canadian, which, you know, I apologize. We all know that, you know, Canadian, Canadians are weird people. They put gravy on their fries. I don't get it. Uh, and we're America. We put seven different things on our fries. So, um, yeah, welcome to the shore. She cake. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing good. Um, always a good time when I talk to you. Uh, like Likewise. I said, we're probably going to get off track about 10 times in this, in this interview, but, uh, I want to. I want to start out with how I how I first time I met you. Um, I was going back to college at forty six years old, and I got a job there. We were doing orientation. I can't remember what we were called or whatever, but we would go in and we would help the new classes uh, get orientated, and we would do all sorts of things working at the help desk and such like that. The very first interaction that I had, uh, Jordan and I were doing an orientation. About a hundred students in the room. It was a big one, and. The first two minutes of our meeting, two things were very apparent about Jordan. One, he was black. Two, he had a stutter. I don't know if I'm using that correctly, uh, if it's a speech impediment or a stutter. Um, But my natural curiosity starts kicking in. And I always wondered, like, what that was like growing up with a stutter. But because Jordan's such a personable, warm guy... I forgot about that stutter five minutes later. Uh, we were sitting in there waiting, and a kid fell asleep during orientation. And I was just like, what do I do? And Jordan, without saying a word, got up, walked over, woke the kid up, and told him, hey, you're going to get more out of this than I am. Pay attention. And I popped hard because I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. 
And I said, well, this kid's all right. There ain't nothing wrong with this guy. He's awesome. You know what I'm saying? He, he's got confidence for sure. Um, and then, you know, you. my favorite joke, my favorite joke, and you know, uh, is one time, because we wore the same clothes at work, we had a parent in there one day. And, uh, and this is the reason I, I bring up the fact that you're black, because we, the guy came up to us, he was talking to us, and he said, oh, I thought you, you were father and son. You know, because we were wearing the same shirt. Apparently, if you oh, wear yeah. the same shirt, you know, you're father and son. And he walked away and Jordan goes, oh, I think that's funny that he thought we were father and son. And I said, yeah, that's totally ridiculous. You're Canadian. And that was it. And I think that's what solidified our friendship for sure. You know, I've always given I've always given you hell for being Canadian because, you know, you can't trust the Canadians. They're weird, you know, riding mooses and stuff up there. But uh, so, Jordan, let's let's start at the beginning. Like, where were you born and when did you come to the United States? I was born in um, um, in Montreal, and I moved uh, to, from Montreal to Syracuse in the summer of 1998. I, I just turned 16, and it was the summertime, and I really didn't know, know anybody, so I went back up and worked for six weeks and came back down before school started and went to school and graduated and um, had various jobs uh, before coming to, to, um, to MV. And I came back as a returning adult student, I think at the age of 31 or so. Right, right, yeah. And then that's how our our friendship met, or, or, or I started, I mean. And I and I always thought you were younger, you know, because you look long, you look real young, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So it was like, uh, and I also didn't know you were married. Remember that? Like you were, we were, yeah. <laughs> we were friends for like a year and a half or so in their job and you're like talking about your wife and I'm like, wait, what? You have a wife? And then none of us believed you. None of us believed you until she actually walked into the building one day. So we made this huge joke that maybe, maybe his wife's Canadian, you know, and, and but, but yeah, I mean, so you come, when you come over from the United States when you're 16, growing up in Canada, uh, did you ever, I mean, we never spoke about your, your stutter or anything like that because I respected you enough that if you wanted to speak about it, obviously you would and it never came up. I always wondered, like, were you bullied as a kid? Was it something that was hard for you to deal with? Um, uh, take us through for anybody who has this same, um, I always say people are dealt a certain amount, uh, dealt a certain uh, hand of cards. So when you were dealt right. that hand of cards... T- tell us, like, growing up with it, was it something you struggled with? Uh, I, I definitely. Um, I remember being, like, six, seven, eight years old and going to school and just, like, sound, sound, sounding different than everybody else. But me, just my, my own personality, I always tried to make a make, 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 uh, make something funny about it kind of thing. So that, I didn't let like, anybody really, like, bother me, me about it so much. But, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, humor is a great uh, defense mechanism. I mean, that's what I do. I, I use humor yeah. for to, to be able to... It's a great way to make the other person feel at ease, too. You know what I mean? So right. you learn that young, huh? Like, when was the first time? Do you, can you remember the first time? Like, you're like, hey, I got to switch this up. I Not not really, but I always try to, like, deflect kind of thing. Or if I'm having trouble with a, like with, a, with a certain word, then I try to, like, think of a different word that, like, means, like, kind of like the same thing. Okay. So then, if I'm I'm starting to feel like I'm having a hard time with a certain word, then like I like what I do, like what what kind of means the same thing. So that's like always always like running through my uh, mind and everything. But okay. I always try to like the fact and make make them smile or make them feel kind of awkward too sometimes. Right. Which right. is always always fun though sometimes you know. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you remember Dave, the kid who used to work with us, the heavy set guy who used to work with us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, nobody liked Dave. We, we're going to put that out there. Nobody liked Dave. He was a snitch. So um, he snitched on me, Monique, and Kurt. Um, but one day, one day, Dave said something. Oh, you know, the kid with the stutter. And I took it personally, dude. I was like, don't, his name is Jordan. I was like, don't, he is not the kid with the stutter. Don't ever say that again. And I think that's why he snitched me out after that, because I put him in his place. But to me, uh, to me, I never told you that story. So it's like, you know, because you are a great guy, dude. You know I mean? That, that kid couldn't hold the candle to you on his best day. Uh, he was he was an asshole. I'll put it out there straight. And he was the only kid I didn't like working with. Everybody else we worked with was amazing. Uh, Claire, Shonda, I still miss those guys. Uh, Vicky and... Of course, Chelsea, the person who hated people but decided to work at a <laughs> help desk, you know, what I mean? <laughs> which made no sense at all. But she was like one of the one of the funniest kids I knew. Um, I'm going to get her on here, too, because she has a great, great story. So growing up, growing up, you come to the United States, you're 16 years old. And, and mm-hmm. as you get older, you start to think about what I'm going to do for a living. Uh, I know what you do now, but uh, tell us how like you decided to go into the medical field? Um, so uh, before coming to MVCC, I went to two, a dif- different, uh, um, two, two different schools, um, OCC out in Syracuse on Lockett Com- Com- uh, Com- uh, Community College. Nice. And I got my, my, my recreation degree uh, from uh, there. And then I worked at um, a uh, after-school program for a, a couple of years and then uh, ultimately, went to SUNY Cortland for like three semesters, but failed out because I was young and dumb and partied too too much, and so I got, I got kicked out of there. Right. So then I've uh, forward a few years, and I'm I'm working in a warehouse job, and I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. So I talked to the wife, and she says that you know, like we're on board for for me going back to school as a uh, as a as a nursing student. So I, I get all, all my prereqs out the way and got into the nursing program. And I failed out of the first uh, semester by one, one point. So I was like, shit, what do I do now? Right. So I'm thinking. And then the uh, uh, surgical tech program was uh, still in the medical field. And I always wanted to be doing something to, to like help help people out, out and everything, too. So I thought this would be a, pr- a perfect opportunity. Just doing a few instruments and... Hmm. It's like one one patient at a at a time, and ever since then. And, and that's what you do now, right? You're you're currently at Rome Hospital. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, didn't you say what, to talk to me or uh, not too long ago? You were telling me that you were on a board or something. Are you on a like some type of committee? Is that true? Oh, yep. Um. So, um, when I was going to a um, like a uh, CEU uh, to get to stay current with my license and everything. Um, my old teacher was was there, and she kind of assigned me and a, a coworker up to be on the board of a of a directors for for like so, a surgical tech um, a, a program and everything. Wow. Okay. So, what what is a surgical tech? I mean, I mean, most some people won't know. So, I mean, what is a surgical tech? What do you do? Um, so, I'm I'm down in the operating room. So, if somebody has to come in for surgery, like uh, to get their gallbladder uh, uh, out for uh, for uh, for, uh, for instance. Then I, I would go in and set it up, pick the case, set it up, uh, and making sure that I'm sterile so that there's no infections or anything like that going on. And then I would assist the uh, a surgeon um, and I hand them up uh, various instruments that they would need for for that case or for whichever case that they got booked for that for that day. 
Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, that's that's super important. Uh, one thing I, I do appreciate always is the people in the medical profession. Um, I don't know if you heard the show about the, the, the guest that we had on who was a uh, flight nurse uh, with over 300 flights uh, under his belt. I mean, it's just commendable to be, to be able, it's one of the most selfless jobs ever. You're giving up a part of yourself to help complete strangers. I mean, these are people that you'll probably never see again in your life, but they'll never forget you too, because when they're in that scared, vulnerable place, you're the guy who's like, you know, helping them out. You're the guy who's there for them. Um, right. You like your job, I, I imagine. You know what I mean. I do. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I and I can imagine you're probably you have to be not even probably. Why did I say that? You have to be good at what you do because of just who you are. I mean, just who you are. You're you're one of the the a you're one of the funniest people I know. Uh, and and I and I get that because you and I both had you know weird childhoods and we learned to adapt our ways. So humor is is a great device. I mean, you and I have literally lost air uh, uh, laughing so hard. And we've got probably 10 stories that we can tell. Uh, so how did you get the name Sheet Cake? So I was, uh, it was a Friday, Friday night. I, I just I just got done with my class and I went to a pie shopper. And I, was, uh, I wanted to get just a few things for the weekend for suppers or snacks and whatnot. And just for S&Gs, I went through the, the bakery and, I saw the cupcakes, eh. and then I saw this quarter inch or a quarter sheet cake with buttercream frosting on it. Looked delicious, so I went home Saturday morning after breakfast. I cut a nice corner piece and ate it, and then I just kept going back and back. And by the end of the night, it was it was it was gone. So then the next day, Sunday, my wife asked for a, a piece of cake because she thought thought that there's still some uh, stomach. Still some some out there, right? And so I go, um, about that, <laughs> and then she goes, "What do you mean? Um, we don't have any more cake. I I finished that off, uh, like a like like a last night and everything." So then I can imagine the look on her face too, like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, so like you you asshole, you, you ate that like like the whole cake, like yeah, it, it was like good though. So on Monday, I I got back into school and we're at the uh, at the uh, um at the um um help desk and um kind of like just like t- talking about, about like weekends and what everybody did. So I told him told everybody like I ate a whole sheet cake in a twenty four hour uh, period and that's how I got the name sheet cake. I love it. Um, yeah, that the look on my face was like, wait, what? You ate a whole sheet cake? Like, I think you did it less than twenty four hours if you bought it that, with that morning and you started that morning and it was done by that night. That's less than twenty four hours. So, yeah. yeah. First of all, I said, who does that? And then I was like, you know what? I would, I would do that. Yeah, that's something. I would, <laughs> that's something I would definitely do. I think what it was is not just the shock. Everybody was jealous. Everybody was like. Damn, I, I wish I could eat a sheet cake and be proud of it. Because nobody, nobody would ever like admit that they ate a whole sheet cake. Like if my wife asked me, I would have been like, "Oh, honey, there was burglars. The burglars came in, and the sheet cake. I don't know what happened. They were hungry. I don't know. I threw the sheet cake at them and said, leave, and they left. You know. So yeah, no, we. I even made you a little uh, a magnet. I remember uh, out of clay, so you could have it on the oh, thing. That's right. You, uh, I, you, I, 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 I still have it too. 
I hope so, man. That was your badge of honor. You know what I mean? It was, it was something I wanted to make sure you carried forever, you know? Uh, and Dawson, uh, Dawson that we used to love, he loved that. He thought that was the greatest story ever. I don't think he's ever yeah. called you Jordan after that. <laughs> so <Nope. laughs> one, one thing we, we did there at MVCC, we had a lot of fun and we, in, we influenced a lot of young kids who came in who were scared about being college in their first time. Um, and I know you, you told me a little bit about a story. Like there was somebody who came in and had a stutter and they were glad that they got the opportunity to meet you. Can you tell us that? Oh, that's right. Yep. So, um, there was this, uh, young, young kid about 18, 19 or so fresh, fresh out of, out of high school. It was him and his uh, mom that came in to, for our, 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 our orientation, um, um, and everything. So, um, he, he, um, he, he was next to mine and had to get his picture ID. And so I'm um, asking them questions, this and that. And then one of the things that I asked them is, um, I want to take you back to the, the little photo, uh, photo booth and take your picture ID for, for your school and everything. And the, the mom kind of noticed that I had a stutter too. And she, she even pointed out that, see, uh, even, um, and then she, um, she said, see, so-and-so, even he has a stutter too. So then I, I could tell that the kid was kind of nervous and, and uh, embarrassed. So I said, "All right, let's, let's, let's uh, I'll go back and and look at that picture." So then I um, sat down, and I, I could tell that he was kind of embarrassed and re- relieved at the same time. And I, I told him, "Don't don't worry about it. Um, these things happen, and just you know, try, try and f- focus on like the positive things about you." So, and uh, he he was kind of glad that I was there and. I, 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 I was kind of happy that I, I was able to give him those like positive words of in, uh, encouragement too, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I firmly believe in is is once you find you're not alone and someone else is going through something that you're going through, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, it, it, to to know you're not alone in anything, you know what I mean. No matter what the situation is, it does make you feel better uh, to know somebody. And then if you can see somebody like you, who's like, you know perfectly functioning awesomely in a very social environment you there's no way you could get away with not talking at our job i mean that's what we did we pointed and we talked that's pretty much all we did or maybe at the most physically we would hand out a paper but um and 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 to be able to meet somebody you know like i liked it when older students came in who were in their 40s or 50s and they were like oh well this guy's here you know what i mean and and it was they would say geez i was scared about coming back and I told him, I said, be honest, so was I, because I didn't know how younger people would accept me. Uh, I didn't know how it would go at a college. Would I be the outcast, you know? And I've never felt like an, I'm an outcast anywhere. I try to blend in and, and make it work. So it was great to, uh, I'll be honest with you, I never had an incident where, where anybody in that college ever treated me wrong. You know what I mean? Never treated me disrespectfully. But uh, I think now it's a little bit different, you know, than when we were younger, um, people, kids are cruel, you know, when they're young, they're cruel, they're mean. Uh, as soon as they find a weakness of any type that they, they go after you. I was a shy kid. I was afraid to talk to people when I was, I mean, can you believe that? I was shy, but, um, I, I, I was scared of my own shadow growing up for the first 20 years, you know? So I didn't really have a lot of confidence or anything like that. Now I'm to the point of arrogant and cocky that, uh, it's, it's annoying, but it took a long time to get there. But it's when I started to realize that I wasn't the only one that had the lifestyle or a life that I had. Um, so have you ever thought about like doing something like that? Like helping people who have speech impediments or stutters? Um, has, has that ever come not, up in your head? I mean, and not, and not, and not, 
I'm not really, no. Uh, not since that, that one uh, incident at uh, at MVCC, because I feel like I have a, a speech a speech impediment myself, and it'll be kind of, in my eyes anyways, kind of weird and awkward to go out there and say, hey, um, come see me, I'm a speech therapist, but I still start a kind of thing, you know? Right, right, yeah, but, but, but again, like, I mean, inspiration comes from anywhere, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. if somebody who's like, oh, I can't do this because I have this stutter, you're an example of, oh, yeah, you can. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, to me, it was like, man, he would be great with younger kids who are suffering with this. Because young, you know, when you're really young and an adult comes up to you and says, hey, uh, I have a stutter too, you know, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is great. So I always figured that would be something great for you um, and great for them, you know, because I'll be honest with you, man, you're probably one of all the people. I don't look up to a lot of people. Uh, you're definitely one of the people I look up to because you you uh, you got a great sense of humor. You have a great outlook on life, and you're probably one of the most passionate piece, people I know. Uh, you have never ever said a bad word about anybody, uh, ever. I mean, I've never heard you talk crap about people. I've never heard you rumorize stuff. That that just isn't your style. Again, not me either. That's why we click, you know. But I, I always think that you would be a, a per. Nah, man, the truth is the truth. Um, that's why, that's why we've remained friends over the years and stuff, because like, I, I respect the hell out of you and the hardest thing, I'll give you my money and I'll give you my weed, but I'm not going to give you my respect. You got to earn that. And, uh, you're one of the, you're one of the few for sure, man, who definitely earned my respect. And I think you'd be great at something like that. I think you would, you know, to make, I'm not saying look at me. I mean, I get what you're saying. You don't want to be like, Hey, I have this come see me, but there might be people who, who could use you. You know what I mean? Maybe something you could think about for the future where you could develop some type of thing of just like, Hey, you know, if you've got this, don't worry about it. You know, it's easy. Uh, you can overcome it. And you know, here I am, look what I did, you know? So, I mean, that might be something you want to think about for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So tell me, tell me what makes you happy in life, dude. What, what, what's the thing that, that, that makes your heart warm? Um, <clears throat> I hate to get all mushy, but coming home and just seeing the, the wife's face and smile every time that she sees me come in the room. Ah, oh, man, that is mushy. God, get a room. <laughs> get a room, will you? Uh, let's talk about your wife for a couple of seconds because she's a remarkable woman. Uh, what does your wife do for a living? She is a, a, a special ed teacher for the city of Rome School District. Right. Uh, she teaches first and uh, second, second grade. To uh, developmental kids, right? Correct, yes. Correct, right. I don't I never want to say normal or not normal or anything like that, but what she does is a little bit more extreme than what a regular teacher would go through. Um right. I learned that lesson really hard about a year and a half ago with, with my magic class. I had three kids who were on the spectrum and I had to learn how to reteach magic because those kids were really struggling, you know? And I honestly thought about your wife in those times. I'm like, man, she she has to have such a great heart and patience level um just to put up with you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I remember when we were in the room together, all three of us were in a room together and she was like, why? <laughs> like, well, she goes, no, I understand. I understand. Like you two are idiots. And she was right. You know what I mean? But um, one of my students and I'll never forget him, Alex, his name was Alex. And Alex started crying the very first day and he thought he made a mistake taking the magic class. And it broke my heart because it's like, Alex, it's OK. But he it wasn't OK for him. And that's the thing I had to learn. It's like, just because I keep telling him it's okay, and I know it's okay, it's not okay for him. So, my fa- but I found out, like, 
Alex and my other two kids, they, they were amazingly funny. They had a different look on life, you know. So I adapted. I learned a lot. And then Alex became my favorite student of all time, of 10 years. He became my f- uh, favorite student. Every Friday on my, on my camp, we do a show. And uh, I f- we found a trick that would work for Alex. He was confident with. And he went up there and, man, he killed it. He killed it and he put that show uh, on another level. I had to leave the room because he made me laugh so hard that I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, but I'll never, I'll never forget it. I mean... So your, your wife, is, is that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. It's just a beautiful thing. It's hard enough just to teach kids. You know what I mean? So to, to be able to teach kids that struggle like that, it's, it's just amazing. It, it speaks testaments and uh, volumes of who she is. You know? So let her, let her know I absolutely said that for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys are perfect for each other. You guys are perfect for each other. I mean, I, I've never seen a couple more perfect for each other. Even though I didn't think she existed for like... Two years. <laughs> I remember the day she came in. Too, she's like, "I'm here to see Jordan." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and and uh, can I tell him who you are? He goes, oh, "I'm his wife." And I was like, oh, "Wait!" And I went, "Got Claire and Vicky." And I'm like, "Look, it's Jordan's wife." I said, "Do you think he paid her to come in here?" <laughs> oh man. Thank you. We'll do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. I might, we might have to have her on the show, man, because my stories are about people that I know. And they're about people who do extraordinary things and, and extraordinary stuff. And, and you two guys, man, you know. I mean, it sounds like a Jordan ass-kissing hour, but, I mean, I've always wanted to say a lot of this stuff to you. I've always wanted to have the conversation about the, the stutter just so I could, like, understand you even more, you know. So I'm glad that you uh, were willing to, to talk to us today, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show and the discussions and everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, you, you, are, you are one of the reasons... I had four people in mind when I started this show, when I thought about doing this show four years ago. And uh, you were definitely one of them. I was like, well, I got to have him on there. I got to have him on there. Just for fun, even, you know, just to have the interview and hang out. You know what I mean? So we never have a bad time. So I'm uh, I'm going to tell the story about our clubs. (laughs) So the thing that we are most famous for, legendary to this very day in MVCC, is I found out that if you can get 10 signatures of students and one signature from a faculty member, and you get a club approved, they will give you $1,000 a semester. So Tracy Colson is the one who inspired me and told me about making a diner's club, where we will go to different places for dinner, and we would uh, uh, review the dinners or whatever, and you know that would be the club. So yeah, I got that approved, um, and we got that going, and we went and ate lots of places. Jordan, well, Obviously, Jordan was in my club. Um, but we went and did lots of cool things. And then you and I are sitting around the next year wondering, all right, how, what else can we do? How more carny can we get? And, and what else can we get out of this? And Jordan says, well, wouldn't it be cool if we could get massages out of this? So I'm thinking, and we're brewing, and we're thinking. And all of a sudden, I tech, I'll never forget it. I was sitting on the toilet one morning, and I went, I got it. Mind, body, and spirit club, Jordan. Boom, boom, boom. So we started collaborating, got it approved. And the same day, we went to the casino. We dropped like what, twelve hundred bucks, thousand bucks on ten members going to get uh, massages. We did this twice, uh, and my diners club paid for dinner. <laughs> so we literally got about four thousand dollars out of the college to have our clubs, basically to go eat and get free massages. Good. 
genius, right? I mean, come on. To this to this day, like every once in a while, somebody at the college, I'll run into them or whatever, and they'll say, "Oh, you were the guy with the diners club." I can't remember. And what cracks me up is nobody was smart enough to pick it up after us. They literally, they literally had it already approved and everything. They could have took over. We would have handed the reins and, and the trophy over, and nobody ever picked it up. So, for all you ball droppers out there, you could have ate for free and got a massage. It came with lunch and everything, man. I mean, we, we had a lot of fun. We definitely used every resource at MVCC that we could possibly imagine, for sure. And everybody always says a college, like he can't have fun at a, at a college, so... That's how we did is have fun, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it, was, it was always kind of good. It was great working with you, but sometimes it was like, we ain't going to get shit done today, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if we were on, if we were on and in rare form, uh, none of the coworkers, they all fell into place. Because they were like, you know, this is shenanigans, you know. Um, absolutely. I mean, the, the meme that we used to put up about the three of us, you, me, and Chelsea looking at the camera that one time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we had we had so much fun. Um, I miss those days, man. I definitely miss those days. I get, Thanks, I get yeah. to go, I get to go back to MV every summer if I want to to do my magic class there, because uh, that's where that all originated. And it's like it's just not the same, you know. I mean, yeah, I got the great kids and all that other stuff, but it's always summer and there's nothing going on in the summer there. And there's and Claire's gone and it's very limited. Everybody's gone, and, you know. I haven't seen. I talked to Chelsea not too long, a couple years ago. And, you know, she was she's starting up her, her class. She became a teacher. And, uh, oh, right. yeah, she became a teacher, dude. And she was looking for people to help her. Uh, and I'm not putting myself over, but she was looking for people to, like, help her get supplies for her class. So she's, she's had a wish list on Amazon. So I literally bought everything in the list and just said, nice. here you go, kid, ship it to you. Because if anybody is going to be a great teacher, it was definitely Chelsea. And, yeah. uh, and, and Vicky, her sister, who is way too serious, um, we didn't we didn't know if Vicky could laugh, uh, but we did get her to laugh. I, we did get her to laugh after a while. But Vicky became a nurse, uh, and uh, I can imagine she's probably one of the best nurses out there because they were both really really smart. Really, they bridged over early. They were in you know in college at eighteen years old. Chelsea graduated. I think she was nineteen when she graduated. And in my picture, when I took a selfie in the front row of graduation, she's right behind me. So, uh, so when I look at that selfie, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, there she is. And she's smiling. So it's really weird because you know, she was a, she reminded me of April Ludgate from Parks and Rec. She, you know, she didn't like people. She was, she was always annoyed by people. And I'm like, why would you take a class? You know? And, and at first she didn't know how to handle me at all. She, who is this crazy old man? You know? But I think, I think one of the things is, is you and I together would always, We'd always make them feel at ease, you know what I mean? We'd always make them laugh, and we'd always know that we had their back. So yeah. we, we were definitely a family, a family-type thing, for sure. Claire was our mom. Yeah, Claire, Claire was our mom. Uh, Shonda, I, I kind of want to go back to the college, go uh, check the college out to go see if Shonda's still there. I miss Shonda. Me too, yeah. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Well, before we wrap this up, my friend, is there anything that you would like to, like, advice, anything you'd like to say, any, you know, what what is what do you feel is your, the meaning of life? Um, even though sometimes life gives you a bad a bad hand, just keep on going and look towards the, the positive things in life, and always try and have a smile on on your, on, on, on your face. Because I feel like humor is the best the best type of of a um, of of, a, um, of of medicine. So keep on uh, keep on keep on keep on smiling. It would be awesome if you could put humor in a pill or humor in a. Uh... 
a drug of some sort because there's a lot of people in this world who just need a little bit of love and a little bit of humor. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree a hundred percent, you know, well, man, I want you to keep being who you are and and influencing people for sure. And you know, you know, she cake, if there's anything you ever need, I'm your boy, man. Thank you. We'll do. Likewise, man. Likewise. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Time for our Tales from the Call Center. Yeah, this one's going to be a short one, but it's still funny. Uh, we had this lady call in, uh, and sometimes they like to... Customers will call up and order a bunch of movies or pay-per-view, and then they'll call back in like after they've watched it. And they try to scam us and tell us, you know, hey, I never watched that. We can tell. We can tell if you have or not, and we can tell if you're lying. Especially if you've ordered movies every month and you call in and we look at the notes, which we all have notes about every time you call in. So one time somebody called in and they were disputing. They had about 10, 12 movies on their account. And there was one movie that they were disputing. Uh, And, you know, usually I would be like, okay, that's weird because just disputing one is is kind of odd. So I kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt. Then she explained to me, that her cat ordered the movie. Now, we know, uh, as customer service reps, that you have to confirm twice, and it will tell you the price, that you have to say yes twice to the movie and confirm it. Uh, So, you know, I'm kind of skeptical at first, but when I looked at the movies, all except one, the one she was disputing, was, you know, real movies, and and, and it had a kind of a genre thing, you know? You could kind of tell they were part of the same genre. But, you know, she, she convinced me. She's talking to me and saying, yeah, I know the cat ordered it, and I can't believe the cat would do that, but it happened. And I know you might not believe me, but I'll pay for the other movies, but I'm not paying for that one. And I looked at the movie, and it was called Life of Pets. And I gave her the credit, man. I mean, even if it wasn't, that's pretty creative. You know what I'm saying? And all I could think about is after she got off the phone, me, first I thought about how the cat ordered it. It was sitting there, meow. Oh, meow, meow, you know, and press the remote twice to let the movie in. But after he hung up the phone, the cat just like licking her paws, looked up at her and said, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Character Collector. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for supporting the podcast hoping everybody's enjoying themselves out there uh, we are going to try to be back on schedule now coming up the next friday full episodes every friday mini sods on wednesday but coming up next friday it's going to be a very special episode to me anyway um it's going to be ronda Takarito day uh, i know no one knows what that means unless you're in the loop uh very few know the real story behind it but we're going to talk about one of the most imp- important people in my life Uh, one of the most important person that ever influenced anything in my life and is the reason I'm here today. Uh, It's it's my sister, Rhonda. We're going to talk about Rhonda. I'm going to tell you the full story, story that not everybody knows. Uh, uh, One is Rhonda was not my real sister. Uh, Two is there's parts of that story that no one knows. And I'm for the first time going to divulge the secrets that only her and I knew. Uh, it's going to be quite the thing. Um, if if you're not interested, that's fine. You can always wait to the next episode. The one after that is going to be my buddy, Sarah. Uh, Sarah's an incredible person, young person, uh, 
who was born with misdiagnosed Crohn's disease uh, at the age of 10. She was um, had to have a colostomy bag and she has been able to do a lot of amazing things that she was told she wasn't able to do. Uh, so stay tuned for Sarah. But Rhonda Taquerito Day, if you've ever not believed in love, I'm going to prove to you that uh, true love, true love exists for sure. We have a website now too, uh, character slash collector.com dash, not slash, but dash character dash collector.com. Uh, you can go there and find out all the links that we mentioned on the show. You can contact us there, but you can also find out, uh, where we are, we are available on every format. So you can find out everything you need to know about the show there. Character-collector.com. We're going to put that up uh, on the Facebook page. Please support us. Uh, we don't care if you ever donate or not, but if you want to donate, you can go to the website and do so. And if you are enjoying the show, please give us a little feedback. We don't mind. Next time, until next time, I'm Jack Trades, and uh, I'll be telling you some more stories. Thank you.